Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexander Her. And I am Sage Her. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Hello everyone. Today we are interviewing Sarah LaCourse, a nutrition coach and an avid white mountain hiker. Welcome to Granite Gals. Hi, thank you for having me. So when and why did you start hiking and why do you like to hike? Um, so I grew up uh, camping with my parents. Like We would go around um, in their camper and kind of travel around. And so I grew up in the outdoors. And then I did some hikes growing up, like either with them or with um, the summer camp that I was in. And then I got into the 4Ks back in 2016, um, the mother that I was like babysitting for her family had asked me to come along on Liberty and Flume. And after that hike, I was literally like hooked pretty much every weekend for the summer. And then it's just taken off from there. Oh, wow. Cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I just love it. It's fun. And it's a big part of my life at this point. I'm a super like active moving human. So it's a good fit and the outdoors are just a great space and you meet so many wonderful people out there. So what is your favorite 4K and why? Um, I don't think I have a favorite. There's like a couple favorites. Um, I would say West Bond because it's just lovely and the view from there is spectacular and it's so remote, which is really great. Definitely Liberty, because it was my first. I feel like I have to include that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I really like Self Twin and Isolation also. But Isolation from Glen Boulder, not Rocky Branch. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what hiking lists um, are you working on, and what do you enjoy about them? So I'm casually working on redlining and the grid at this point. Um, I've done the 48 a couple times. And then the other one is uh, the Belknap 12. I only have Mount Row left, so I feel like I like need to do it at some point. Ooh. Can you tell us more about those? The Belknaps? Yeah. Yeah, so they're a little more, um, like, central New Hampshire, and um, I typically like to hike them more in, like, the shoulder seasons because there isn't the awkward monorail of snow. Right. So, um, like, this May I did the, like, the circuit of... 11 it ended up being 11 of them I skipped Mount Row because it was kind of like off further from the rest but yeah they're nice they're a little bit mellower but I think they're good starter peaks also like a lot of people know Mount Major which is in the Belknaps right but there's a lot just beyond that too that's cool that's cool yeah have you guys done them I'm sure um no No, I don't don't think we have oh you haven't oh I recommend they're fun (laughs) yeah we should definitely check them out where have you hiked in addition to the White Mountains? What's your favorite place to hike outside the Northeast? In addition to the Whites, not much. Um, I've been on Mount Killington in Vermont, but it was part of a race, so it was I have to go and like actually hike it again. And then some in the Smokies, which was like in early childhood with camping trips, so I don't remember it. So really, just New Hampshire. Is there yeah. some place you would like to hike? I definitely would like to get out to. I, like the Tahoe Rim Trail and then the 14ers. Um, my, one of my friends, Amanda, she actually moved out to Washington. And the pictures that she posts from the hikes on the Pacific Northwest, is, they're literally amazing, and I need to go out there at some point. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been out to the Pacific Northwest at all? 
Yeah, we, we've done some. <laughs> I don't, not as much as I would like. But. Yeah, it's so different than New Hampshire. It's really incredible. Yeah, I feel like our mountains might be smaller, but they're definitely a lot, like, rougher, tougher terrain. Yeah, definitely. From what I've heard than out west. Yeah, I mean, I feel like some people under definitely underestimate um, the New Hampshire mountains just because they're not, you know, as tall, um, but they're definitely very rugged. And that yes. can surprise people. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're only, you know, four to 6,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a tough four to 6,000. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> How does a nutrition coach affect your hiking? So, it, I mean, it definitely affects it to a degree. Um, I'm a complete science nerd. So I love kind of being able to understand, like, the body's physiology and how we function as humans. And then especially um, for endurance folks. Um, how fueling and hydrating does affect us. It, I mean, I like to understand it, and it, it allows me to make sense of it, and I like to talk about it with my hiking pals and, you know, explain all of the science to them. Um, yeah. In terms of, uh, like, what I bring on trail, I would say, for the most part, I would bring, like, quote-unquote, like, typical hiking snacks for the most part. Um, I think I really try to get a little more specific about what I'm bringing and how I'm fueling my body and um, what I'm hydrating with because hydration is such a big component also on things like the Pemi loop or like those longer days where it really can kind of make or break it. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, So what made you um, start becoming a nutrition coach? Like what motivated you towards that? So I went to school at the University of New Hampshire for Uh, psychology and neuroscience which is my bachelor's and then I have a minor in nutrition and I had been a TA and taught a couple of the sports nutrition classes while I was still an undergrad and then I did uh, independent research on the psycho neuroendocrinology of female athletes and the menstrual cycle so I'm like a I'm a literal nerd on this stuff (laughs) Um, and I got my personal training certification back in 2015 so I've been in the fitness realm. I competed nationally in jump rope growing up. So I think it's kind of like a slew of factors of like kind of lifelong athletic human plus my science background. And then personal training, obviously, is very like fitness movement and nutrition is a big component also of like wellness overall. Um, and I like to look at things very holistically. So it was just kind of in the cards for me. And I decided to go with a sports nutrition certification because I do mainly focus on endurance athletes and enthusiasts alike. Wow, it sounds so fascinating. Yeah. And it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You can go pretty deep into it. But yeah, I think for me it's just kind of like on my path. Um I had started a master's program while I was finishing up undergrad for nutrition and then I ended up actually moving up north instead. But it's probably in my cards at some point. We'll see. <laughs> Have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail? Kind of. I mean, I feel like we've, we all have. Although, when I was thinking about this, it's like, I think almost more, definitely when I'm solo hiking versus with people, typically. And then I almost feel like it's more from, like, older women that are like, are you okay? Should you be alone? Why are you alone? Like, those <laughs> types of questions, I don't really receive it from men as much, although I definitely feel like I've come across males on trail that are more like the dad 
quote-unquote dad figure that are like, are you okay? (laughs) So it's more like the, are you okay? Why are you alone? Um, Kind of questioning my abilities than anything else. Yeah, that's interesting that you see that more from women than men. Yeah, that's... It is. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it's that I'm younger, but I'm also, like, I mean, I'm 27. I'm not, you know, you guys are younger than I am. So I don't know if you get that also, but it's strange to me, but... Yeah, I think we've experienced it a little bit, though I've had um, a surprisingly smooth time uh, solo hiking, but, um, but I know that... You know, we've also had some experiences together, so I, I, yeah. it just really depends. Yeah, I think it depends. I think also there's so many more people hiking, especially in New Hampshire, like in the past couple of years, whether folks are just getting more used to being so simple. Uh, it'll be interesting to think yeah, that's hiking becomes more popular, kind of what happens. Yeah, um, and also there are more inexperienced people on the trail now which probably increases um the likelihood of someone being sexist (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) tell us about um your most memorable animal encounters on the trail on the trails i feel like none have been really big i want to see a bear but i also don't want to see a bear which i'm pretty sure is most people's viewpoint (laughs) right um i think probably the best day was this summer fall i was doing the twins bonds zealand like loop and got out of the car at the north twin trailhead and there was literally a bull moose like 30 feet away wow so that was super cool not really on trail but very neat nonetheless and then on that hike we actually saw like four or five spruce grouse and a couple of bulls so that was like the biggest like wildlife day of my hiking that's insane wow Wow. that's quite a lot (laughs) i feel like the spruce grouse really like the zealand bond twin area yeah i've seen yeah that 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 does make sense it's like Um, their area of territory but (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah they can be pretty intimidating can't they (laughs) i enjoy seeing how close i can get that's, really? that's like, on, you know, well, like, I don't. There was one on. Um, I feel like typically I'll be walking on trail and they just like fly out of a tree and it scares it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. But on that particular hike, there was one um between Selwyn and Gino, and I was just walking along and it's just not moving. And I was like, "Am I just gonna literally get next to you?" And it just let me get next to it. And I was like, huh. "Okay." Oh. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not intimidating, but I mean. So, I don't actually mean to see how close I can get to it, but, like, also, it was kind of cool to see that it was fun with me being there. Yeah, I guess some of them just aren't as antsy. They just don't. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to scare you. I don't need your space. <laughs> you seem to be okay with Do you prefer hiking solo or with a group of people? So, I think it depends. I definitely enjoy both of them for different reasons. Solo hiking is, like, its own just little, like, magic, and... Like, when you need to be kind of by yourself in the woods, like, that is definitely a great way to do it. Um, yeah. I didn't really get started in the solo hiking, though, I don't think until, like, two years into my hiking. So it definitely took a little bit. And then, especially now with COVID, I live alone and work from home. So I have a lot of alone time. So being able to hike with people, I think, is preferred at the moment just to, like, have a social life. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah it depends. <laughs> so um, there are pros and cons to each, definitely. There's pros and cons to each, for sure. What's next? Do you have any specific hiking-related plans for the future? 
Not really. I have things I'd like to do. I'm hoping to do some backpacking this summer. Uh, definitely another penny loop. Um, some of those other longer hikes I have kind of on the docket. And then I really just enjoyed, like, looking at all trails or footpath app is another good one. And just plotting random routes that include trails and peaks that I like. Oh. And winging it completely oh that's cool yeah that sounds pretty cool yeah what are some of those uh longer hikes besides the pemi loop that you're thinking about doing probably cat Kern and mariah i love that whole range so that would be a good one um it's gonna be a good training hike to do another pemi and then i've actually never done a prezi traverse which i think is oh. i kind of think it's hilarious and <laughs> i almost don't want to do it just because it's funny to me um i've hiked jefferson's jackson twice but never the whole thing. Huh. I had actually thought about this summer doing a peakless Prezi Traverse just to, like, really make a joke out of it. <laughs> that's not my brain works. So, we'll see. I love that. Uh, that's and fun. then, like, some longer stuff in the, like, Wild River area, and then maybe a hut to hut at some point. That's on my list, but I don't know if it'll be this summer or not. We'll see what happens. Oh, cool. We're actually planning a hut to hut this summer. Yeah. Oh, cool. Which way are you guys planning on going? Um, we're not sure yet, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> That's been completely yeah. planned. But yeah, we're, we're thinking of maybe doing that. That'll be awesome. Would you do it, the two of you together or with your mom also? With, with our mom, yeah. Cool. Awesome. That's great. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah, those sound like a really, really long hikes. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I don't know. I think, like... The shorter hikes, and this is all relative, of course, we all have different abilities, and, right. like, short and long is different, but I think for me, like, what's shorter to me, I love them, and it's, it's really great, and, I mean, any time that I'm able to hike is awesome, but the longer stuff is really fun to be able to see, like, what I'm capable of, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're different, but it's all part of just being outside, being hiking, being in that kind of community of people in nature and just enjoying your time out there yeah definitely yeah and is it also like a a challenge um like you said to see how far you can go and you know yeah absolutely. Uh, okay so now some questions that are mostly unrelated to hiking um what do you do for a living um so kind of talked about it i'm a nutrition coach and then i'm also a strength coach um, and personal trainer so mainly kind of focusing on endurance folks, as I like to say. So not endurance athletes. I mean, obviously can be athletes, but also just like anybody who's interested in endurance-related pursuits, whether it be hiking, trail running, cycling, skiing, etc. That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, that sounds really cool. What are some organizations that you're a part of uh, or hobbies that you have outside of hiking? Not really a part of any organization. And hobbies... Uh, I love to write. I have a blog. I love blogging. I still love just doing, like, jump rope for fun through childhood. And then I'm big into weightlifting and cycling also. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite non-hiking-related book? I don't know if I have a favorite, but I would say favorite authors are Pema Chodron and Renee Brown. Nice. really like both of their work collectively. Do you have, um, like, do you have favorite books that that those two authors have done that you would like to share um i would say renee brown i really like dare to lead um and then Thomas chodron 
oh gosh, I don't know, probably either when things fall apart or taking the leap. Sounds good. I'll check those out. Um, if you could either fly or be invisible, which would you choose and why? I would definitely be invisible because um, it would just be really fun to be able to kind of like sneak around places and have nobody see me or <laughs> yeah. like, go to the store and be invisible because I really don't like going to any type of store. So oh. I would definitely be invisible. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I have I have imagined how great that would be <laughs> before. It would be wonderful. Dogs or cats? Both. I don't have either, but I definitely would love a dog, mainly for hiking, and then a couple cats to keep each other company, but also just to hang out with. Yeah, that's cool. great. I have the same attitude about them. Actually, I really I really like both of them too. Yeah, they're they're both great and. You know, I think it would be nice to have both, and especially if they all got along, too. Yeah. If you had to pick either summer hiking or winter hiking in the whites, which would you choose to do forever? <laughs> so as much as winter hiking is beautiful, I have to say summer because I hate long pants, and I love trail runners. I feel like I need to say summer. I've always been a summer person. Like, once it starts to get above 60 degrees, I get really excited, <laughs> and I'm already wearing Birkenstocks, and it's just a problem, and... So definitely summer. Yeah. You like summer, too. For sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to warmer weather. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. Do you guys, the two of you, prefer summer or winter? Um, I think I would probably agree with you. If I had to choose one, I'd probably choose summer. Though, of course, I really like fall, too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Probably summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely prefer no snow over snow, even though it is really beautiful. With snow on the ground yeah. and covering all the trees. Yeah. And I also... Yeah, the snow-covered trees are lovely. Yeah. And uh, I do get cold a little bit easily, so there's also that. <laughs> <laughs> there is also that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. This was really fun. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. The preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike. We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS. It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.